Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers Podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda. Hi, I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer. Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books and And we're we're from Aussie Bloggers Podcast. And today we have a very interesting guest. We have Dale Reardon from My Disability Matters. Hi, Dale. How are you in wonderful Tasmania? Yes, doing very well. Thank you very much. Is it cold down there? Uh, Well, it is typical winter conditions, uh, a bit milder than usual today, but it is raining. Mm. Well, don't worry, we're sharing that same predicament today. It's raining, (laughs) pouring, storming actually outside. So, Dale, tell us a little bit about your history because I find yours was really interesting. You've gone from being a lawyer to now focusing on My Disability Matters. So can you give us a little bit of a a journey or story about your journey? Yes, certainly. I started as a uh, lawyer way back in 1992, uh, practised for uh, five or six years and had my own firm in uh, partnership with a friend that I went to university with. Uh, then um, I actually ran in conjunction with my uh, then wife uh, bed and breakfast uh, tourist accommodation properties for about uh, seven years and that was where I first started uh, exploring internet marketing, uh, websites and uh, email marketing. Uh, then um, I worked at the uh, tax office actually for three and a half years and uh, then since we've moved back to Tasmania uh, have been into these other online adventures, and then just in the last three months or so, as you say, I've started My Disability Matters, which is a a news uh, curation discussion and opinion uh, website for disability issues. Mm. And, Dale, your your website gets around 10,000 page views a month, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And what would you say sort of contributes to, to getting that many page views? Yeah, um, the biggest traffic source at the moment really has been spreading the message and the articles through social media, so uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and we are getting some Google traffic, but that's obviously slower to uh, build up. Mm, Because you only started it in January this year, didn't you? Yeah, that was uh, when we started the uh, concept design and it didn't really go online and start publishing all the articles until late March. Mm. So in in respect to the actual website design, that's something I'd really like to focus on today. If, um, if we could, can you take us through some of the things that you had to consider and deal with and what you would suggest for any blogger who was going to begin designing their own website from scratch? Yeah, I mean, certainly the one thing I'd recommend, first of all, is uh, using self-hosted WordPress, which is the platform known as WordPress.org, rather than a free WordPress blog or Wix, uh, Squarespace or the other alternatives these days. Uh, Hosting your own WordPress site just gives you so much more flexibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can add any feature you want with uh, plugins and uh, just control the design and theme so much more easily. 
uh, we're using on the site a theme called uh, Avada, uh, which is very uh, flexible, lets you, uh, it's got a built-in drag-and-drop uh, editor, uh, so you can uh, edit the pages that way, um, and you can control all the features, and uh, its design is also uh, very accessible in terms of the output it produces. Uh, we have also used, if you uh, have a look at the website, a couple of uh, WordPress plugins designed specifically to help with accessibility, uh, such as altering the font size, the contrast, and uh, other things like that. And anyone with their own WordPress site can add that. Uh, it just puts some um, little buttons uh, wherever you choose to put them, and then people uh, can adjust your site without you having to change any of your coding. That's actually a great point because I think that we get so focused, don't we, when we're building a site just to get it done and, and then to get our articles. And we think about the visual aspect when it comes to our images, but we don't always think about the necessity to think about our viewers and readers as to what fonts to use. So can you explain what you do with your website to ensure We've, like you've talked about the buttons where they can adjust the font. What other things have you found have been advantageous for your viewers when it comes to your website? Yeah, the biggest uh, personal bugbear that I have on the whole internet is what's uh, called captures. Uh, you'd know them as those little hard-to-read squiggly graphics that you have to fill in when you want to submit a contact form or a comment on a blog or something like that. Uh, they cause real accessibility problems. Uh, the script that uh, Google provides does have an audio version, uh, but there are obviously some people who are hearing impaired that that's no good for. And the speech is very poor quality, uh, deliberately, so that computers can't decipher it. Uh, so I've actually started using a service called uh, Clean Talk um, that. I've found has blocked 100% of the spam on the site uh, without using captures. It filters all visitors and form submissions through its uh, firewall and uh, it's been really effective and that way you're not locking out uh, any visitors on your website. Because I've uh, recently been and visited a number of uh, websites and even when you're wanting to get in touch with people, they often have a capture on their contact form so you can't even uh, get in touch with them to uh, discuss problems they might have on their website. Mm, absolutely. Um, Dale, in terms of when you're talking about things like the best tools to use and you're talking about spam, what sort of security do you use on your site? Yeah, I personally, and we have now for probably about uh, 18 months, um, used managed WordPress hosting. Um, there are several companies out there, such as WP Engine, Pagely. Uh, the company we're using for this site is uh, called Kinsta, and they actually handle all the uh, security uh, screening firewalls, getting rid of any... Um, spam or corruption to your uh, WordPress for you. So the, I, uh, so I uh, use those services to actually protect my website. Uh, but there is a company out there called Security uh, that can provide uh, security services to all WordPress blogs and uh, they can get rid of any malware if your website gets infected. 
Mm. Uh, but a, a quality web host and, most importantly, updating your uh, WordPress installation plugins and the main core is the most important way to keep it secure. Mm, absolutely. And that's a, um, a really, really valid point. One of the other things that I've noticed when building websites is that some people just want every single plugin that's available without realising that some plugins can actually uh, be detrimental to your site. What do you find? Yeah, certainly if you use too many plugins, uh, it can cause problems with uh, speed and efficiency. Uh, mind you, I've got 100 plugins on my disability matters and uh, they're all churning along quite happily. Uh, but if you put too many plugins, particularly ones that haven't been updated for a while, they can cause conflicts. You can get uh, JavaScript errors, um, code displaying incorrectly on your site, or uh, security problems. So one of the most important things that I've taken to uh, using in the last uh, 12 months is what's known as a staging uh, website, where you can clone a copy of your website and then install new features, test out uh, updates of plugins and make sure everything works properly before updating on the main site. Uh, so that helps not only with accessibility but general web design so that you don't end up with a uh, corrupted website after some update to WordPress. Mm, absolutely. That's a, that's a really um, good point there. In, in terms, Dale, of um, after you've built your site... Now, I do a lot of training for people who, who have just had their website built because the developer has either whizzed through it really quickly in an hour or two or they have um, not had any training from the developer. What, what do you find um, is the best way that if someone can't afford training to actually learn to use their website, especially as Avada is actually a very popular theme? Yeah, Avada does have some very good um, uh, free training and documentation on their website. Uh, they also have a good uh, support forum. Uh, we actually offer a, um, a blog design course using the Avada theme, um, but there are free options and experimentation is probably the best and quickest way to learn uh, how WordPress works. You've just got to not be scared of mm. breaking something, uh, get in there and change things and uh, see how it all operates because you, you really do need to be able to update your website if you just want to change a phone number or a web link or something like that mm. uh, to do it yourself. You don't want to have to pay a developer mm. every time. Oh, absolutely, and that is one of the, the biggest things that I find um, with people is that they are paying a lot of money just to make a very simple change on their website that really only takes a few minutes to do. So, uh, yeah, I really like the idea that Avada has a lot of uh, good free training available. Oh, just going there to... are services available now. I saw a blog post um, the other day listing about eight different companies that can take care of all your WordPress maintenance and edits for you uh, for a small set fee each month. Mm. So if you really don't want to or can't uh, learn things, then you can get a company to do it uh, for you just based on a monthly fee. Yes, and that's actually in the long run can be quite economical. Amanda, do you want to say I was something? just going to say one thing I find that I do because I've got one of my sites has Avada is I have a tendency of 
backing up my website before I do an update or before I put a plugin in because I have found conflicts can do all sorts of weird things like my front homepage might have a chalkboard um, presentation and then because I've updated a specific plugin, it disappears. Do you find that that happens a lot? Yes, that, that can happen. And I remember one update of Avada a few months ago. Um, yeah, it reset a lot of settings and you had to go back in and adjust things again. Um, so, yeah, good web hosts will have a uh, backup feature on your site. Um, the one I'm with now, I just click a backup button and about 30 seconds the site's backed up and then you can do your work and restore straight away if you need to. Dale, one of the common questions I get with backup is... Um, where should I back up to? Yeah, personally, um, my uh, current host, Kinster and Pagely, did the same. Uh, they both store their backups that they do for you on the Amazon cloud in uh, what's known as S3. Uh, I've also used uh, personal backup scripts uh, such as Updraft Plus, uh, which is available in both a free and paid version and that can let you store them in either Dropbox or Amazon S3 or Google Drive. Uh, Personally, I just love Amazon S3. Uh, If you sign up for the first time, you get your first 12 months, uh, it's totally free and then after that, its uh, fees are really reasonable. We store all our membership uh, videos and um, PDFs and things there for download uh, and any backups because it's so quick easy and cheap oh excellent that's that's good for our listeners to to know that yeah because i've never heard of that being a backup system at all so that's something very new (sighs) yeah it's just because uh it provides unlimited storage you just pay for what you're using Uh, whereas Mm. dropbox you have Mm. limits on your plan or you have to purchase so many gigabytes at a time etc whereas amazon just charges you at the end of the month for the amount of space that uh, you're using and can go up and down as required. Hmm. Excellent. Well, Dale, we we have to wrap up. It is fascinating talking to you. You are absolute wealth of knowledge. Now, you have some free resources to offer our listeners, is that correct? Yes, that's right. We offer a uh, free uh, eight-step cheat sheet on uh, building your blog with uh, WordPress. Uh, I think you're going to put the uh, link on the uh, listening slash download page for this episode so That's people right. can yeah click through to that and uh, get the cheat sheet. And uh, we also offer at the uh, Online Beginners Hub another one of uh, my site's uh, newsletter on uh, blogging and keeping up to uh, date with starting your online uh, business there. And obviously, My Disability Matters offers uh, news in the uh, disability field, if you're at all interested with that as well. Which is awesome. And look, just so, because I actually connected with you on Twitter. So for all those bloggers that want to get involved in Twitter, Dale, would you like to share your Twitter handle with them so that they can connect and follow you? Yes, my personal one is at Dale Reardon, D-A-L-E-R-E-A-R-D-O-N, and uh, my disability one is at A-U Disability. Uh, So, yeah, Twitter is my favourite social media (laughs) avenue, particularly for accessibility because it is mainly uh, text-based, so it's uh, very readable for my screen-reading software and uh, very, you know, fast and personal. You can connect with anyone and everyone. 
Mm. Well, Dale, we appreciate your time immensely and uh, thank you so much for being on our show. Yes, thank, thank you for having me. Oh, look, it's been wonderful speaking with you and we look forward to being able to keep in contact, particularly you will catch me on Twitter all the time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dale. Thanks. Thanks very Bye. much. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers Podcast family and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say day, visit Tan and Amanda at aussiebloggerspodcast.com or at bloggersupportforall.com. If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers Podcast coming your way soon.